0: We are back Welcome to Crime Pursuit Podcast I'm your host, Ed Bounds Along with Kate You know, Kate, the one that's from Crime Guy Yes, she is with me Helping me co-host with this thing Kate, uh, give us a rundown about our Regarding our new pursuit
1: Yes, we are So today we're discussing the suspicious death of Joseph Smedley a, A former sophomore at Indiana State University He went missing, actually, on September 28th of 2015 and his body was found October 2nd in Griffey Lake nearby. Um, and a fisherman, actually, was uh, the one that found his body. And after investigating, it was ruled a suicide. However, everything surrounding the scene of death was sort of just suggesting otherwise.
0: All right. Well, great job, Kate. Um, we have a very special guest with us tonight. And... In- you know, uh, we have been looking at this case for several, several weeks. We have with us tonight, Vivian. Vivian, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Okay. Well, um, unfortunately, uh, you have some bad news, and give us a little rundown about this this case. You, you tell us tell us a little bit. Start with the good stuff.
2: Uh, Yeah. So my brother, um, he was an IU student. Uh, He majored in biochemistry with hopes of becoming a um, pharmacist. So uh, he was extremely smart, um, just super likable by all of his uh, peers and um, just really a lively person. Um, He had a ton of friends, um, but he was recently found back in 2015 uh, in Griffey Lake. So uh, he was recently found in uh, Griffey Lake. Um, He had 66 pounds of rocks strapped to his chest um, and binoculars around his neck. And then there was also a blood moon that night, um, which I believe is why he had the binoculars around his neck. Um, But the last people who saw him um, were his fraternity brothers who were part of Sigma Pi, um, and they say that he went to bed around 11.30 that night and uh, they never saw him again. Um, but then they also mentioned that they went out to see the blood moon. So the timeline doesn't add up. Um, also, Joseph sent a text message. Or, or the text message was sent from Joseph's phone um, that said that he was leaving the country. Um, and then that was sent to me uh, around 4.15 a.m. Um, and so I received that text message and, uh, that's when I had filed him missing immediately.
0: So you got this text message. Did you, did you text it back?
2: Uh, yeah, I did. So, um, early on in the actual, uh, the week before I had been talking to Joseph, um, almost every day because I co-signed for him on an apartment and, uh, he decided to leave that apartment and go move in with his fraternity brothers of his fraternity brothers um, at a house that was um, slightly off campus. Um, So I had been following up with him every single day because they basically had told me that I was going to be responsible for what he owed. And um, so he had said that he had, you know, checked that he was picking up from work um, and that he was good. The deadline was for uh, that Monday at noon. So When I received that text message, I'd actually just spoken to him the night before that Sunday night around like 7. He said he was doing homework, and he said he would have to check. It was on his desk, and um, he was going to go turn it in the next day. So um, when I received that text message, I was really surprised um, because we had just had a conversation, and he's not really the kind of person that just makes up an excuse and runs from his problems.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, So... I thought he might be joking at first, so I responded with saying, you know, just sh- shut up, <laughs> uh, basically. And then uh, once I didn't hear from him, and it was around like uh, noon, I think, um, I reached out to the apartments to see if he dropped off the check. And when I um, heard that he hadn't um, by the deadline, then I reached out to Bloomington, or I'm sorry, IU Police Department. And that's when. Um, I I told them that I had received that text message and I needed them to do a, a wellness check. And they went into uh, his classes and you know they went to see to see if he was at home and they couldn't find him by the end of the day. Um, he was found as a missing person.
0: Okay, so now that he's missing, uh, at this time you haven't suspected any type of foul play, right?
2: Correct. Yes.
0: Okay, so what happened next?
2: So. um... I was working really close to IUPD. Um, Basically, they were just keeping me in the loop that following day, which was that Tuesday. Um, They started, you know, uh, going around and asking questions to see if they could find him. And I started posting about him being missing and things like that. And then it kind of blew up from there locally. I had a lot of local media that um, wanted to do a story about him missing Um, And then that Wednesday, I ended up going up to the campus for the first time to Canvas to see if I could, um, you know, figure something out. I uh, spoke with his roommates. I spoke with the fraternity, uh, the fraternity president, um, and just kind of asked around campus and um, spoke with IUPD and all of that. Um, And then we returned back that uh, Friday. And then... While we were up there, um, we kind of did the same thing. Had a couple of interviews. I had a group of people that were working with me. Um, it was a an Indianapolis Police Department detective and an Indianapolis prosecutor who had came up there while I was canvassing. They're just close friends of mine um, that you know wanted to offer their assistance throughout the process. So um, they. Uh, were all kind of with me, and we were eating um, dinner kind of right off of 7th and Walnut, and um, we saw about 15 cop cars go by. Uh, and that's when we noticed that, um, you know, we started to think that something might be suspic- suspicious going on. Um, and so we kind of just kept refreshing the uh, news, and I called uh, Detective Schmuel, who was the main detective on the case at the time that um, I was speaking with, and, uh, you know, they wouldn't really give me any information about what was going on. Um, and then uh, right before we were going to leave, they called me into the precinct. That's when they told me that they had
0: found Joseph. So now that they have found him, did they say that it was an accident or, you know, what What was their, what did they come up with that they said happened to him?
2: So initially they said it was going to be ruled a of death investigation. They were going to investigate Um, But they really didn't do much investigating. Um, I heard from the very beginning they treated him like a suicide. Um, They pulled his body out of the water and um, didn't really have a forensic team do much. Uh, They threw his clothes in the body bag instead of looking it into evidence. Um, So it was really just careless the way that they handled him from the beginning. So when I was there... Um, they didn't really say much. In fact, they didn't even tell me that he had rocks in his backpack at that time. he they told it told me that they only had or that he only had um a hard drive and a charger to a laptop. Oh, wow
0: okay, so what made them believe at first that this was a suicide? Did they say?
2: No, and they still haven't said to this day. Um, which is why I've done so much work trying to um, investigate on my own. Um, So I actually hired a forensic pathologist um, about a month and a half after Joseph had passed. We were waiting on the autopsy report to come back. So he stayed in refrigeration until um, that was completed. And uh, the um, autopsy report came back. There was just things that weren't listed on there, like they didn't uh, examine his back, Um, it didn't look like they had went through his, uh, like, uh, scraped his fingernails and things like that. So my, um, forensic pathologist that I hired, Dr. Thomas Sozio, um, he went through and examined him and took samples and, um, things like that as well.
1: And when the autopsy came back, just to be clear, they, it it had ruled his death a drowning, correct? That was the cause of death. Yes. But, um, I seem to remember that the area that he was found in, it was, it, Joseph could swim really well. Am, am I correct on that?
2: Yeah, we grew up, we loved swimming. Like, that was one of our most favorite things to do. Our parents would book a hotel on the weekends just to so we could go swimming at the pool. Like, we were very good swimmers.
1: Right, yeah, you had told me that. And uh, another thing that I find kind of weird about that is, well, his cause of death was drowning, uh, according to the autopsy. It was in pretty shallow water that he was found, correct? Correct, yes. About,
2: um, I just went out there recently and measured. Um, it's around like five
1: feet at the deepest part under the bridge. Right. That's that's not very deep, is it? No. And also, um, when you were, we, let's go back just for a second, if if you will. Um, you had said you had received a text message from him, correct? Uh, mm-hmm. The on the twenty eighth, and it was saying that he was leaving the country. And, you know, don't, I think you told me it said, don't contact him. He'll contact you. Mm -hmm. And I kind of wanted to go back for a minute and just say that, um, I think you had told me that when the police were doing the search before they had found him, had found his body, they went to the frat house that he lived in. And wasn't there a note on his bed that said pretty much like identically what he had texted you as well? Yes. Um, so they had on that Tuesday,
2: um, they had gone to the house to see if he was there, and at that time, um, the roommates produced a note that said, um, the same thing that the text message had said, and he saw it was signed with um, his last name, Smedley, which is really weird, be- and it was also dated 928 as well, so it was just really weird because of. The way that it was written, it almost looked very, uh, like, fast. Mm-hmm. It also looked left-handed, which one of his roommates is left-handed. But it looked very, uh, it looked written very hastily, but at the same time, he had time to, like, write Smedley and the date. And he doesn't even go by
1: Smedley. The only people that call him Smedley are his
2: fraternity brothers.
1: Right, I was going to say that he didn't usually sign his name that way. So that it's just that's just really interesting to me that, the note and the text being almost identical and seemingly written at the same time. It's, it's mm-hmm. just, that's very strange to me. Yeah. So where we were, let's see, he was found in three feet of water, I know that you said, and mm-hmm. there was something that said, um, somebody that had, that had seen his body witnessed that he had bruises on him, correct? And his bottom lip was actually busted? Yes. Um, so one of the main witnesses um, was with her mother.
2: They both have verified that they understand the difference between, you know, post-mortem, um, like uh, bruising and things like that, but they said that there was a stark difference between, um, you know, what was naturally caused by his body decomposing and actual bruising, and okay. then they also said that he had a
1: busted lip as well. Okay. It's so strange with all of this being evident and then yet the police are saying that the rocks in the backpack and the note that he had left were indicators of suicide. Right.
0: Yeah, that's what I don't it understand. Yeah, it doesn't make yeah. sense here and that's what I'm sitting here trying to you know looking at my notes and I'm like, okay, where where the suicide part come in? And and that's what I'm just so confused on and and in case I mean I know you know this case very well and I'm just trying to you know <laughs> trying to figure this out here, you know.
2: Yeah, like I go I it's it doesn't make sense at all um and the main reason is that you know, I don't believe that is one, you know, just by the evidence alone, he was making plans the day before the day of, um, you know, asking girls to come and hang out with him that night at a frat party. He was also asking um, girls for to come to another frat party that's happening that following Thursday. And you're just not making plans, you know, if you're thinking about committing suicide. And not only that, he... His car didn't work, and I knew that because I gave him the car, and he wasn't keeping up on his oil changes. Um, So in order for him to get to Griffey Lake without a car, it would have been a 45-minute walk at 4 a.m., and then he would have had to walk down a mile-long road that has no lights whatsoever in the middle of the woods find rocks in the pitch black there's no lighting around the lake and then you know put him in his backpack and then jump in the water
0: you know what kate that's a good point so kate that is pretty interesting that she brings bring that up so now it's we very can, interesting. yes yeah, so now what do can we say this is a suicide or or what
1: i i mean everything that that vivian has told me it it to me, it, it absolutely does not look like a suicide to me. If, if anything, it looks like it was a, a cover-up of some sorts. There's just too many sort of moving parts that don't seem to make sense that night. And, and a lot of things that aren't matching up and times that aren't matching up. Yeah. Um, and um, just something else to, to, to think about for a second. Vivian, you had told me that the, the frat house that... Joseph lived in was actually under probation at the time. They, they weren't allowed to have parties. Am I correct? Yep. Correct. And um, something else that you had told me that was very interesting was uh, as well during the investigation when, when the police went to go sort of interview the, his fraternity brothers, they had said that there was no party and that they were mm-hmm. on probation. So they even denied the party happening that night altogether. Correct yes See, that's that that's a big red flag to me to well me, well, the here's the mean. thing
0: though here's the thing they're not going to admit if they was on probation for that they're not going to admit that they had a party because but they, not, like they wasn't supposed to be having one
1: well right but there's much bigger problems at hand I would feel like than just yes. you know yes. having a party on probation you know what I mean I agree with you so that that's extremely strange to me
0: I, yeah. I, I totally agree So let me ask you, Vivian, that you you said you've been investigating this case yourself. Have Mm -hmm. you uncovered any evidence that leads you to believe otherwise?
2: Um, Yeah, so my forensic pathologist found hemorrhaging on his back. Um, I also was able to get into their fraternities group me. And um, there's a lot of things going on in the fraternity. uh, Like, I know that they were... Um, you know, talking about drugs and just a lot of things that um, I just feel like Joseph shouldn't be even involved in or associated with. Um, and, uh, yeah, they just there's also text messages, uh, you know, that prove that he you know, wasn't and he wasn't in the mindset of, you know, wanting to kill himself all the way up to about 11 o'clock where he's talking to a girl. You know about inviting him to the party uh, inviting her to the party and things like that as well
0: okay so let me ask you did he have any enemies was he into it with anybody at that time that you that you know of
2: not that i know of i mean joseph was a very likable person um you know he got along with everybody and i don't i know that joseph is extremely headstrong um, he's resilient and I know that he also defends people from time to time. So, I mean, maybe it might've been a situation where someone was picking on a little guy and he was defending them. I don't know, but that's really the only kind of enemy I could see him making. Um, cause he just was like just so popular.
1: Yeah. Nothing like premeditated at all. Like if anything, you would think maybe it was like something that was a heat of the moment argument that perhaps got out of hand or something like that. Um, right. That sounds more like a possibility to me than anything that was premeditated or mm-hmm. a suicide at all. Just perhaps a situation that got out of hand and then wasn't known how to handle it and got covered up. It's, it's just so strange, like, just everything involving this case.
2: I agree, and that's what really frustrates me is that, like, you know, if you don't want to do the work, the police department, Blo- Bloomington Police Department doesn't want to do the work to investigate okay, a family is willing to put in time and resources to do that. Um, there's other ways that you can determine the cause of death. You know, there's undecided, there's undetermined, there's accidental, there's all these other ways. And suicide is the one that you want to put. And so it's just like, to me, that's the biggest thing. I just It's a slap in the face to my brother because, you know, he yeah. was so strong and he all he wanted was to you know, it be successful, and, you know, he was driven, and so for someone to have, for that to be by his name or a death certificate, I just feel like it really, um, it just rubs me the wrong way.
1: Right, and I, I've, I've heard a lot of investigators say, actually, um, it's easier and sort of more foolproof to solve cases like this, and in general, is if you start with the mind frame that it's a homicide, and then work backwards. Right. So, okay. and, that is absolutely not what was done here. It almost seems like, well, this is a little bit too much for me and too strange, so why not call it just a suicide, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's extremely frustrating well, you. Right well, here's
0: my thing. So what did the police say about the rocks?
2: Um, they didn't really say much because when I asked what was in the backpack, they didn't tell me that. It wasn't until we received the autopsy report back that we found out about the rocks.
0: Why they didn't tell Uh, you about the rocks?
2: I'm not sure. Uh, From what my IMPD detective friend told me, they might have just been keeping that from me because at the time they were still trying to investigate. But if they are keeping that from me at that time due to it being suspicious, then how does that turn out to be a suicide?
0: Yeah, I agree. Okay, let me ask you this. So did you think about hiring like a private investigator or... You know, someone that, yeah. can, you know, go and dig into this further?
2: Yeah, so um, initially my, I had been talking, speaking in conversation with a private investigator since the very beginning, um, and he's the one that suggested I get a second autopsy done. So, in order for me to complete that autopsy, which t- is technically still incomplete, um, the forensic pathologist has requested documents from Bloomington Police Department in order to, you know, um, draw his conclusions. Um, and all he needs is, you know, photography, notes, witness statements, things like that. And they're refusing to work with him in order to, you know, have him complete the report, which is actually quite unusual because in Indianapolis, according to my detective friend, um, whenever there is a discrepancy between what the coroner produces in the report and what, you know, the family's um private autopsy says they're supposed to sit down with the coroner, the private auto, uh, private forensic pathologist, and um, the police department, and then, you know, kind of come up with a new kind of a new report based on their findings if they're different. So that, that basically what I needed or what I'm needing to do now is subpoena the documents from Bloomington Police Department through an attorney. And once I secure those documents, I'll be able to Complete the report and then have um, you know my private investigator look into you know everything. But I actually just recently raised the funds for a PI, um, so I'm really excited about that. That's um, great. One of yeah, the biggest.
0: May yeah. I, may I ask how you was able to raise the funds?
2: Uh, through GoFundMe, and I have a uh, kind of a big following through our Justice for Joseph campaign. Uh, we have got. Oh wow. Um, yeah, we have uh, Facebook following about 3,400 people. And then I just recently created an um, Instagram for Justice for Joseph as well. So I've just been keeping everyone updated and sending out, um, you know, news stories and things like that to keep people involved. And in turn, they're sharing. And um, we, I actually just also uh, had a petition that just reached hundred thousand signatures so um, I'm hoping that basically the goal is um, I've hired my PI and I have um, located an attorney that I'd like to use as well Um, so I should have both of those secured by next week but I want to subpoena the documents um, and then use that information to uh, complete the autopsy give to the PI and then hopefully we'll gather enough information through all of that to reopen the case and then the petition just be you know something that will carry weight for that
0: yes that is amazing that the people helped you wow kudos to them that is that yeah. is awesome that is
2: yeah, i'm really really shocked it all kind of just blew up just recently with the george floyd and everything going on so i really appreciate just every single person that has taken the time to
0: yes yes yes
2: because we wouldn't have been able to do that without them
0: well you when it you go like
1: everything's falling into place yes yeah, absolutely so
0: when you go back to that group you tell that group that ed and kate from crime pursuits said thank you that is amazing (laughs) yes (laughs) okay great well vivian what you did tonight was very brave and we really appreciate you coming on the show you know and i know your brother would be proud that you you are out fighting trying to get the real answers of what happened to him and 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 i just you, you know i appreciate you being strong for him i really do We deal with a lot of people who some have given up and some still keep fighting just as you're doing. Now, what I'd like for you to do, I've heard so many good stories about this group you have. Tell our listeners about this group and how they can come and go to this Facebook and this Instagram and find out what's going on with your brother.
2: Sure. So um, all you have to do is go on Facebook and search for Justice for Joseph. Um, and he should pop right up and click follow. You can do your own research. Um, there's a ton of information about the case. Um, there's shares from, you know, media, podcasts, everything. Um, you kind of just dig in and do your own research. It's all there. Um, and then also I have a Instagram, which is another way that you can keep up with what's going on. Um, you can follow that at Justice, the number four,
1: Joseph.
0: All right. That is, that's awesome. Okay. Well, like I said, we appreciate you taking out the time, and please stay on the line. Okay, guys, we have ran out of time. Now, we want you to do something. We want you to come to our Facebook Crime Pursuit Podcast on Facebook. Kate and myself and other team members will interact with you. That's just what we do. We don't pay other people to do it. We do it ourselves because we care. Also, we have an Instagram at Crime Pursuit. We have a Twitter. At crime pursuit we will mingle with you wherever and we will interact we love to so you know come like the page send us a message send us a case suggestion anything we will talk with you all right thank you for listening have a good night
2: thanks guys